0: Just one of this one.
1: Energy one. <sighs> drinks are never the color you'd think they'd be. For a can of blue, this same blue.
0: Sure, looks like
1: this. But it was ninety nine cents. How, how until Macklemore gets found out? Really? It's like a no it's until he gets brought up on just being a dick. Is he
0: even
1: a thing anymore? No, who cares? I refuse to accept okay. any pop artist. The
0: thing is, hip hop.
1: If he's on the radio, he's pop.
0: That's not how that game works. Pop
1: is short for popular. You dick. Yes, it is exactly what yeah. it means.
0: No, because Triple J exists. How
1: dare you question me?
0: I will question you till the ends of the earth.
1: How about you question these nuts? What what episode have I grabbed here? What do we got? <laughs> What are we looking
0: at? This is a hide and go seek Are though. we on? Yeah, we've been Hello. on our Hi,
1: welcome! We're improving.
0: I don't know what we're improving, but apparently we are. Uh,
1: let's alright, we've got Mmm, this one. (laughs)
0: Right, we've we've come so far.
1: The irony is you don't want to spoil it because you want to, like, set it up, but it's the fucking title of the episodes anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't understand why that is a podcast trope that you've got to, like, build up and announce the thing. YouTube as well. Yeah, it's fucking
0: ridiculous. It's always in the title.
1: Boy, I wonder what this one's about. Clicks on picture about (laughs) Valma review. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. At any rate, hey. Yeah. Are we are we actually on? Yeah. Alright. Well, ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Weywood Nerds, the only podcast that is green and retired. My name is Tori DePoller and this week I was catching up that's a lie, this was old. Um this week I was catching up on some of my manga pile. Now usually when I pick one up I finish it, but you know, just in case I keep a bookmark handy. Um my manga bookmark of choice is from Tenjina Empire. Tangina means practical magic, you know, sleight of hand, robot, uh, for robot's Fuck fucking now. rabbit in the hat stuff.
0: That is usually what not is- to, Rabbits
1: are not to be mistaken with robots.
0: Probably shouldn't.
1: So because I'm carrying a picture of this manga around in my house all day, I inevitably Google a bit, checking for cool fan art, not the porn kind, um, you know, like the good phone wallpaper kind, yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, My point here is that there is none. Uh, right. In fact, fan there fan. is barely any manga panels on the internet in general. I guess that's because the manga never got a physical translation over here, and the anime dropped between Demon Slayer and Doctor Stone. Uh, you know, thus f- it sort of fell behind, fell behind the couch. Problematic. Uh, you know, you just sort of went in by the wayside. The
0: rhetorical watch?
1: Yeah. That said, I watched this anime. I liked it silly, fan-servicey, barely more intelligent than a step sister stuck in a washing machine stuff, but miraculously more enchanting than that. Um, I ended up reading the manga back when Comixology was decent and still had some of it on there, and what snuck up on me was the sleight of hand that the author had. Mm-hmm. These moments, cut from the cartoon, that showed emotion and a niche nerd's loneliness. Now I am making my admiration for this character everyone's fucking problem.
0: Yay!
1: Today is a is a first chapter in an ongoing, throughout the rest of the year, in no particular time frame or order, series on Magical Senpai.
0: Stick with this, It gets better.
1: Joining me is my leotard-wearing assistant, Producer Kaya. I didn't
0: know I owned a leotard.
1: Magician assistant swear Leotards that are shiny. And glittery. And they do the hand thing.
0: I do that a lot.
1: They present the thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Old Wheel of Fortune Star.
1: Alright. So did my introduction make sense? Are we on board here? Yes. It's mostly booby jokes and stupid shit, but it has these weird moments.
0: Heart and soul.
1: Yeah. Usually they're heartbreaking and sad because you feel for this dweeb character, but they're so snuck in there. And it is my, uh, it's my whole point here to try and document and record all these moments.
0: Yeah. because No matter really how
1: big or small, because they're
0: There's really throughout. not a lot.
1: They fucking remove them from the anime. Yeah. They use like the chapters. It's a big bug outside
0: I think it's inside, because all our doors are closed.
1: Edit it out. I'll
0: try it.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, I would like... You were saying, I I would like to try to document all these little fragments.
0: Yeah, because it's weird that there's like... We even went to Japan, and there was like one thing the entire time.
1: But it was the most exciting thing we saw. Oh, I
0: thought I was
1: pretty excited. You were already there. Hey, no, bug oh one of the cats threw up across their wet food bowl and into their dry food bowl
0: thanks for waiting until <laughs> I unpause the recording to state that
1: welcome back everybody <laughs> at least I dealt with the bug uh, quality control all right let's start with this thing I wrote down here. I Rode Through the Desert on a Girl with No Name. It's a reference to a song. A cowboy song. The first thing to address going into this is the issue that the senpai in Magical Senpai does not have a name. No.
0: Uh,
1: in a hurtful when you think about it kind of way, in the 134 chapters, no one asks what her name is. That's the
0: first, like, just... Does that not... (laughs) Yep,
1: right. Um... (laughs) So, for the sake of convenience, I've given her, like, not the most creative name, and I apologize for it. Gray. No, I went with Gina, which is short for Gina Senpai. Oh. Um. It was more of a shorthand thing for myself, and it just ended up in the whole script, so I apologize for that.
0: Not Genie, because she's
1: magic. If you want, we can Genie. What would you imagine her name is? Mean, you don't get one.
0: That's is true. Isn't that fucked? Yeah. The, assist- the, main character the assistant boy doesn't name. get
1: one either, though.
0: No one in here has the name. That's fucked.
1: Now, the chick who makes the balloon animals gets one.
0: That's even more fucked, then. <laughs> the fucking bug came back. <laughs> That's a different bug.
1: Okay. So, good stuff. good stuff. We meet her through the eyes of Assistant Coon, uh, the other character without a name in this damn series. Uh, I guess I'll shorten his name to Stan for assistant. I'm just, I'm just taking words out of these words, okay? That's how I've done it This for these notes. Um, this guy has started at high school. This is one that requires its students to join extracurricular clubs. And he's mostly looking for one that he can just bludge.
0: As every teenager known to man has done.
1: Right. Meaning something he can get in and out of quickly and easily. He's looking at all the signs in the hallway. And he sees Magic Club. Alright. He opens the door to find a girl practicing her routine in the hallway. Wait, no, that's the same line again. I apologize, I'm still tired. Um, So he opens the door to find a girl practicing her routine to introduce new members. She turns midway through and stops dead. Big top hat in one hand, deck of cards in the other. Their eyes meet. She loses her words. Goes red in the face. Throws up. Yay! This is the main crux of sorts for this manga series. Girl likes magic. It's her favourite thing in the whole world. All or nothing kind of nerd passion.
0: Which we appreciate.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Trouble is, her stage fright is catastrophic.
0: Could be a problem. Having a
1: single pair of eyes on her during a performance breaks her entirely and completely.
0: Yeah. that, That could be a problem. mm
1: Beginning in 2016, Magical Senpai first appeared in Weekly Young magazine under the Codenza. Codensha uh it, it's, it's a Weekly Young magazine, and it was designed for teen boys that featured serious pedigrees of manga. Like, no shit big names came out of the same. Uh, thing. Ma- that these making came it from.
0: strange that this doesn't. Like.
1: That's what makes me Sports think all the underlying exists. weird loneliness of the character was on purpose. Yeah, right. Because, like this, this isn't just weird fans, fan, fan shit. We're talking. Akira came from this. Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell came from this. Fucking Prison School, though. <laughs> but, but no, like, no, Initial D. I'm
0: sorry, I'm sorry. Prison School, as disgusting and weird as it is, the one speech brings everything back.
1: And say what you will about the guy's premises, that dude fucking draws art like, it's amazing art. He like, just, the he way just he draws is incredible. He just and doesn't want
0: to be popular.
1: He does, like, this cool warped to, like, fisheye move with stuff, and it all it all looks cool, it's all super well done. But yeah, it always ends up just being, like, a sweaty upskirt. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, they all came from um, Weekly Young Magazine, isn't that cool? Um, Magical Senpai is written and drawn by someone using the pen name Azu. Um, who went on to a series called A Sage Has Joined Your Party, about a girl bullying a boy into going outside, I think.
0: Nice.
1: The next little chapter of Magical Senpai, after that intro one I started with, she insists on showing boy, I named, the one I named Stan, some of her magical skills. Okay? hmm um, She takes a pretend uh, pill to try and placebo herself out of her stage, right?
0: Don't laugh. I've seen you do that.
1: Um, yeah, I can't even take a normal pill, so imaginary ones probably aren't that good. So, and she starts setting up for her next trick. Stan watches as a dove wiggles out from under her hat and flies away while she's distracted. Girl, I named Gina, turns around and shows him that the hat is empty, which he kind of knows. He saw the bird leave already. Yep. Um, so she then tries to reveal her dove. Pauses when she realizes that she fucked that up, and then blatantly lies, saying the bird is telling her ha- it has a stomach ache and doesn't want to come down.
0: Which could be accurate. We don't know if she can speak to birds or
1: not. Her next dumb trick I like. You know, the one where you put the cash in the envelope and then you cut it in half? Yeah. And the money's okay? Well, she borrows a tanner from Stan, pops it into the envelope, cuts it in half. Poor Stan. Then there's like a brief pause of, oh fuck. And she reveals that the $10 note has magically found itself in her wallet and hands it back to him with a little bit of a whimper and a tear. <laughs> Aww. Mm. This little section ends with her having her hands tied behind her back and being completely unable to escape her binds, in fact getting herself completely tangled up, and we get one of those classic upskirt rigmaroles that you will become accustomed to reading the series.
0: It happens a lot.
1: Any ther- thoughts on these first little first impressions of segments here?
0: I, it's really introducing the fact that she's just a dummy. Yeah. And I don't... The, like, in the sweetest, most adorable, naive way... She's trying so hard, she just, she just. She's
1: done. That's the thing, like, people aren't always good at the thing they're passionate about. Yeah. And yeah, it sucks.
0: Sadly, that. But is it is
1: masked in a lot of, you know, big groovies, one fang waifu kind of stuff.
0: She can't help the fact that she has a body.
1: Mm hmm. Alright, so you're ready to continue? Yeah. The following chapter is outside the school, right, off the grounds. Stan is heading home, but sees a crowd and finds it's a group of people watching uh, Gina, fucking up the magic money trick again. She sees Stan like in the back of the crowd, and desperately calls out to him for help and maybe to borrow a ten dollar. Well, she um,
0: knows he has one. So she's
1: you know dr- she she's out when she's grabbing for him and calling him for help. That is a girl drowning and flailing for a friendly face and some support. Yeah. Let's be real here. He is a life boy in her little ocean of anxiety, is the thing I wrote down. Once he gets roped into her magic again, he has to stall while she sets up a box to escape from. He does little simple things like the disappearing pen trick, not the one from Dark Knight, the other one, um, the floating card trick, which despite the manga containing tutorials on how to do all of the things that it shows, took me a long, whole minute to figure out. And I tried to do it with my phone and then I dropped it. Thank you,
0: right.
1: So not <laughs> <It's laughs> do that. Want- expensive. So once she's ready with her box trick, Gina crawls inside and Stan locks it and throws a cloth over the top. And then he waits. And, and waits. waits. And one more. Wait. uh uh-huh. Eventually the box stops wiggling and thumping and he panics a little bit and says the show's over and drags it away to check on her. <laughs> uh, she is sweaty, <laughs> disheveled, and, you know, completely upturned, so her skirt's like flopped up and see her underwear, of course, as always. Nice. But we aren't here. For the thirsty weeb stuff, we are studying the heart and soul beneath those tiggle Uh We're also—I'm also getting worried that I'm projecting the lonely nerd angle, and worried this whole episode is showing my hand a little bit. You're married. So, in the next segment, Gina steals Stan's house key in order to bake it into one of those little buns that they have over there in Japan mm-hmm. for a magic trick, and ends up with a big jug of milk on her, rendering her shirt transparent and having the signature scent of many serial killers. Fun fact. Uh, the one detail I want to jam in here is how desperate she is for a friend, I think. When Stan is looking for his house key and the school intercom announces... I was going to get you to read this, but you have not practiced. It's this bit here with the quotation marks near my thumb.
0: Okay. Um... Ahem. Your attention, please. To my freshman assistant. Assistant? Uh, oh gosh, I don't know your name. It's me! Senpai! Your cute senpai from Magic Club. But please come to the club room immediately. Hey, get off the intercom.
1: Yeah, she gets sort of dragged away. I don't think she's supposed to be on it. <laughs> All right, in the next chapter, disclosed undisclosed time between these things, uh, we meet one of her dubs. Um I think it's named Baphomet, but the translation's a little iffy. It's not spelled the way it's supposed to be, I don't think. I think they're, they're translating it too literally. Possibly. It's so close to be pronounced as Baphomet that I'm assuming that's the move. So she named her dove.
0: Probably shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. He's not
1: a good boy. Anyway, we learn white doves are used for magic tricks because they're slightly smaller than other species, which makes them easier to tuck away. They're also easier to train. Um she lets out she lets it out of the cage in the club room and it immediately bites her hand and flies into her skirt and pops out of her shirt and then goes out the window and escapes. Oh The little image at the end of the chapter of Gina putting the lost dove signs and crying just makes me feel so bad for her. The blood escaped.
0: (coughs) That would be very sad.
1: So while I'm feeling pity for the magical sandpye and our lost pet, we skim through a heap of upskirts and curvy puns in the next chapter. Stan wonders if she's an airhead in a bad plot porno on purpose. Yeah. Um, Which is a good question to ask here. What do you think?
0: I, I don't think it's
1: on purpose. Is she ditzy? Yeah. Yeah?
0: I think she's very... She's she's trying.
1: Yeah, personally, I think it isn't necessarily brainless, just distracted. Focusing on her tricks and getting them right and trying to get over a stage fright. I think it's open to interpretation, of course, because all comics are art, and art is open to the interpretation of the person viewing it. Uh These are just my points of view on this matter. I, I, I kinda agree. Hmm. kind of so, agree. Kind of. Kind of. Okay, great. So from there, we spend some time trying to overcome a stage fright. You know, we try things like drinking plenty of water, but that just makes her have to pee, you know, trying to do relaxed self-hypnosis stuff like I'm warm, I am calm, I am relaxed, but that just kind of like makes her fall asleep. So- soothing talk doesn't, <laughs> it works a little too well. Ironically, something that almost worked was the playboy bunny outfit. Um, she thought the fact that the outfit is embarrassing would overtake her fear of being on the stage. Um, what makes it work is if she screwed something up, the assistant uh, didn't necessarily notice, a little too distracted with um, other things, to fully watch the trick. Also, pop-up parade. Your bunny figures. Senpais should have a cake. Get it together.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. Alright, so around this point, we meet a couple more characters, if you could call it that. First is Bohemoth, which is one of those stuffed ferrets. Yeah. It's a plushie.
0: Ferrets it's, smell gross.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, it's a weird ma- magician trick animal, uh, but Stan thinks she has given it a personality because she has no friends, pointing out the fact uh, Helps my world build in here. That, well, that she would anthropomorphize this stuffed animal, because who else does she have to talk to?
0: Ladies love stuffed animals. The only reason
1: she has a stuffed ferret is because squishmallows weren't invented when this came out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, there's a scene during actual classes too. Here she has Behemoth, the the animal in her desk, pretending it's alive, like petting it and like trying to keep it down and stuff. Yeah. Practicing.
0: Stay quiet. Uh, But she's bummed
1: out because no one notices. Um, but in the narration brackets, it just says everyone is outwardly ignoring and avoiding her.
0: I mean, I understand.
1: And then when the teacher asks to see her in his office for sneaking pets into school again, she, like, tears up a little bit because her trick worked.
0: Yay! Someone believed me. Yeah. Anyone. Anyone at all.
1: Yeah, so she's going to, like, cop a detention for sneaking pets in. But she did it! <laughs> Great. So after that weird example of isolation and desperation... We meet a human being. It comes to the point in the school year when Stan actually has to submit what club he is joining.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. Obviously, it's too late to get out now. So <laughs> Gina personally takes him to the stuff room to hand his form in.
0: Just in case. Yep.
1: Yeah. Her homeroom teacher is her older sister. Um, a grabby woman who I think chose harassment as her form of little sister bullying. A lot of squeezing on stuff.
0: Probably not
1: okay. Not at school? You're not supposed to grab a student on the tits?
0: You shouldn't grab anybody? <laughs> because I've heard that magically Sweet Home Alabama starts playing in the
1: background. Hmm. Um, we'll see a bit more of her in the first volume later on. Uh, when she designs revealing outfits for Gina's quick change magic trick. Um,
0: at least her sister's you know.
1: You know, at one in point... Life. Yeah. She tried it once before getting more suits made up in the park but once she wrapped herself up in her cape and undressed she realised she forgot to put the extra set of clothes on beginning a rumour of the park having a cape wearing flasher so that's why the sister steps in to give her a hand with that one I
0: take back all the nice things I said
1: her outfits have um, skin toned bodysuits attached to them so they can get away with some of the fanservice-y stuff (laughs) which is a cute technicality for you know the type of manga trying to be. If
0: you can't get around it, play into it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Nearing the end of the first volume, we get a little chapter in which girls are coming to see the Weird Magic Club. They've heard of it as the Weird Magic <laughs> Club.
0: I mean, accurate description. And
1: Stan is openly embarrassed by Gina. Hijinks and ensue, of course, but I want to point out the lack of support here. That he is, like, blatantly to her face like you are an embarrassing person.
0: I mean,
1: she is. Mm. Screw. Yeah. Um, after that. She's
0: mean to be mean to the person that likes you.
1: Mm. Then, after that, we get a pop quiz story uh, in which Gina is trying to judge Stan's magic tricks um, overly critically to try to put him in his place. Um, really, she's just super jealous of how naturally he can A, work out the trick, and then B, replicate them.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, she can't do that. <laughs> she's basically <laughs> dyslexic for magic. She's I'm got trick slexia. I'm
0: I'm finding a lot of this story relatable.
1: Why? Do you have no friends? Be bad at magic.
0: I have no friends.
1: Yeah?
0: I like stuffies. And the, the fact that you have
1: slang for stuffed toys and animals and plushies shows that that's that's exactly... all right. Go on.
0: The what the one dude that hangs out with me. Is better than me at everything that I wish I was good at.
1: I can't help being great. Okay. And
0: I'm a bit of a moron.
1: You do your best, though.
0: It's just never enough.
1: Nope. <laughs> Nothing ever will be for anyone.
0: I uh, am. I'm, I'm going to crawl under the blankets and cry myself to
1: sleep. So is my theory about this book working, then? <laughs> I'm sad. The, the fact that you're sad means maybe it's working. So, technically, I <laughs> once again, I'm on top. So, yeah, I like the term trixlexia. I wrote that down, I want to repeat it so everyone hears it. There's another admittedly funny panty peak bit in this one with a good payoff. What can you do? Her skirt is unclasped in this one.
0: Because,
1: mm-hmm. right, boy listeners, I was about to ask you this, but you probably already know this. Do you know there's like a fly on the side of your skirt? Yes. Like on a pants?
0: Yes, but do you know that it has a bra clasp at the top of it?
1: It doesn't have just a button?
0: Some of them do, but usually if, it, if there is a zipper, there is a bra clasp.
1: It's over here where the pockets should be.
0: We don't have pockets because men thought we were cheating.
1: That's weird. I'm sorry for not having... You get pockets now. I know, because every bitch, anyway. Anytime you talk to her, she's like, thanks, it has pockets. Like, you didn't even ask about it. <laughs> they just want to brag about their pockets.
0: Again. Women don't have pockets because men thought if we had pockets, what, keep a boy in there? we were likely to cheat on them. Well, what do you
1: need the pockets for? Condoms? You're a sicko.
0: <laughs> Weirdly, women were the ones that had to carry around condoms.
1: Yeah, the tricky part in those days was muscling it onto the guy before he rapes you because women haven't had rights since like a week ago.
0: Also, they were made out of pig intestines, and everyone used the same one.
1: I thought they were goat.
0: Whatever you could get your hands on.
1: I thought what I was getting my hands on was the woman.
0: <laughs> not if you don't have her reusable condom on you.
1: Listen, listen, man. I'm not misogynistic. I feel terrible about all the horrible shit that anyone cops. I'm
0: just letting you know. These are the facts. Hmm.
1: Can't trust white men. White men wrote most of Velma. <laughs> Ain't that
0: first. Or-
1: the guy who wrote this uses a pen name. I don't know who he is, but if you look at the little drawing he does of himself, I think he's a caterpillar.
0: I can go. he's very caterpillar like.
1: Just cool. A little pixel up. That's me tangenting back into my thing. Cause I don't know how to talk my way out of women don't get treated good.
0: Back to the flies.
1: Oh yeah, right, yeah, so so there's a there's a zipper on the side of the skirt. Right. That's crazy. Um, but hers is undone. Right. Alright, so he sees. Um some underpants in there. Thank God. And he can't... Good point. Um, but he can't work out how to mention it. That's always a tricky thing if a woman's boob is accidentally out. If you tell her you're a pervert, but if you leave her, then you're a, you're a jerk. My you know, general it's tricky. rule,
0: if someone can fix it in ten seconds, you get to tell them.
1: Okay. You don't just, like, giggle and point at it so they feel bad?
0: No. Okay. It's like if someone has something in their teeth.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, just, yeah.
0: you have to tell them. Okay. It would be rude not to.
1: So she's asking him what, like, she's doing, like, one of those, is this your card kind of tricks. She asks him what card he picked, and because he wasn't fucking paying attention to her bullshit, he just answers the one with the little flowers on it, because he's looking at her underpants, All mm. right, And she gets mad at him for teasing her, because, like, that's obviously not a card, I'm not that stupid. You know, she storms off, and la- later in the bathroom, sees her underwear, and realises. <laughs>
0: that's not a good way to tell someone their flies are down.
1: No, uh, describing their bandits to them. I just like the look of, like, oh, sh- oh, <laughs> face that she makes at the end of that one. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm trying not to note it. I'm not here to take note of all the perv stuff, but I thought that one was silly. She's... <laughs>
0: it, is, it is an awkward thing to try and work out how to explain
1: to someone. Yeah. So, Volume 1 finishes strong, I think. Final chapter contains Gina. That's this one. Yep. Um, contains her having a nerd out monologue about Harry Houdini. The same way I might tangent off about something in comics or some shit I like. You know, take a look at any episode of this podcast for an example. Yeah. So her geeking out about Harry Houdini, like, I'm adding to my list of just a sweet dork fanboy.
0: Harry Houdini?
1: Harry Houdini. The magic dude got punched in the tummy and he died. His first time was I googled it because I I had to check
0: okay
1: Man. what's a what's an owl's favorite magician Kyle
0: Ooh,
1: you're too far away from the mic look at you all the way over there there's no way that picked up feel free to edit that back in um
0: woo genie there you
1: go Paul Danny. um yeah so I heard like geeking out and fanboying over a creator the same way I would Paul Danny. Is is also totally in my list of like she's just she's a loser. She's just, just us. like us.
0: One of us. One of us.
1: Yeah. But yeah, she's a fan of this guy and she's attempting to do the handcuff escape like like a hero would.
0: Mm. Yeah?
1: Stan helps her handcuff herself and then she goes behind this curtain. And you know, some time passes, Stan like goes behind the curtain to make sure she's all good, because, you know, more than likely she's stuck.
0: True.
1: And probably gravely injured on the ground. Um, but he, he is admittedly pretty impressed at the smart misdirection because, you know, he goes behind the curtain and she's gone. Yeah. He's like, oh, sneaky disappearing act, nice. And he might think it was actually a disappearance trick but in reality, Gina had ran out of time to get the handcuffs off and instead she just hid herself in a locker. Um, it was hours before someone found and rescued her later. Again, this poor kid.
0: She, she, at least she came up with a plan.
1: She she ran and hid <laughs> <laughs> from her failure.
0: Again. Plan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She had one. She
1: probably shouldn't have locked it. She was inside the damn thing. That, you know. But that's another good chapter of like, she's bad at her thing, but she's very passionate about her thing. Yeah. She has a lot of love for her thing. Yeah. She's very cute. She's like she's like if um a huge Lego fan just couldn't figure out the instructions.
0: I mean, I struggled to...
1: Yeah but, you, yeah, but you've built literally nothing for like 20 years, and you're like, I'm just gonna build the big ass Disney castle.
0: Yeah. I are a bit. too extreme. Yeah.
1: Should have started with like a little friends set or something, a little, a little dry run. Never. <laughs> okay, great. Well, good luck out there. Um, so, rounding the first corner into volume two. Um, that hypothetical. What have I written? Oh right, right, right. So we're entering volume two now, which is definitely available legally where I live. Allegedly, uh, we begin with some wazuma, which is, um, which is not a super weird quad bike. Which yeah.
0: Can you please explain?
1: So I googled it to figure out like a good translation to explain what this is. Yeah. But apparently, it's a type of funny quad bike where the back wheels like super close together. Okay. So it's not that. It's traditional Japanese magic.
0: Oh,
1: okay. So she's wearing the, you know, the the one, it's not a kimono, it's the other guy. Yukata. Yeah, she's got like one of those on and stuff. And, and it's
0: the summer version. Yeah.
1: So she's doing some wazuma, which, you know, things like the butterfly trick where you have the little paper fan mm. and you keep little tiny like crepe paper butterflies in the air with it. And she's doing like paper udon tricks and this water <laughs> trick that we, we don't really get to. Yeah. These small white butterflies get suspended by a gentle fanning, but Gina gets too excited and just kind of bats them away with the fan. Uh-oh. She, yeah, yeah, she, she does,
0: tried. She does.
1: She really does. She's me trying to do a kickflip. Yeah. All right. Um. I, but then she sneezes and blows them everywhere. Um, and then she's like, oh, well, I'm going to try the paper. And I'll try. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Um, and to do that, you have to, like, burn paper to reveal, like, noodles or something I, I it's hard to tell because obviously I don't see it executed <laughs> Okay? So she immediately burns her hand with the match, drops the paper, which sets all the little crepe paper butterflies on fire too. Um, her magic water trick that she ends up doing is just the fire alarm and the sprinklers at that point.
0: Yay!
1: Ah, oh, fire. She is. She's Beavis and Butthead with heart and soul. <laughs> Let's be.
0: Oh, that's a bit <laughs> rude!
1: But she's doing the no, fire thing now. No,
0: that's that's, that's too far. <laughs> no, I will not accept
1: it. So the following day, Gina declares a field trip, presumably because she was not given use of a room this day after the fire incident.
0: It's like, no.
1: Yeah, you have to go outside now. So she takes Dan to the park and plans to catch some more pigeons. Uh, four panels on this page, like for me to explain here. It's just, I like simple, stupid, silent jokes in my comics sometimes. All right. So, she she gets into, like, a takeoff pose like a runner would do, mm-hmm. okay? And then she rushes into a crowd of pigeons, trying to grab one. Uh, they peck the shit out of her immediately, and then she returns covered in bird shit. That's the, that's the whole fucking page. Oh no. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna get one. Runs over, <laughs> is immediately beaten up by the birds. Uh, the chapter ends with her climbing a tree to take eggs to try to raise one from scratch, only to get stuck in the tree and... Zan just kind of gives up on her and goes and leaves her up <laughs> there.
0: This, this is mean.
1: Alright. Dude, it's worse in the in the anime adaptation. Cause when she's up there, she gets bird poop on her face. In a way that I'm like, you are putting white goo on that girl's face for a different fan of this. Mm. You know, I'm like, hey, that's I know what you're doing, you sick bird. <laughs> <coughs> There's nothing sexy about bird shit, by the way.
0: No. Not at all. All
1: Alright, so we've had some hijinks, but we're due for a piece of my senpai puzzle. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Stan is in the cafeteria, thinking to himself how isolated it can be in a school's cafeteria alone. Which harkens back to Mean Girls. That movie with Lindsay Lohan in it.
0: I don't like that movie.
1: Well, the secret about Mean Girls, guys. is that they're all mean girls. Yes. Even... Even the blackhead girl, who she's kind of friends with, is still a conniving bitch. They're all mean girls. Even yes. the gay guy.
0: Most girls, are mean.
1: Hmm. That's why you got your pockets taken off it. No,
0: they're always- being bitches. No, that is not <laughs> why we got our pockets taken off us.
1: Alright, so, so yeah, she, he's looking around in the cafeteria, looking for somewhere to sit, um, and he thinks he finds an empty corner. So starts to head over there, but finds Gina there. Completely alone, and not in her magician character. uh She's just quietly doing the mask stuff, you know, like the thank you for your meal kind of, like, prayer thing. And then she spots Stan and goes back into the manic magician mode. But what do you think about that?
0: The fact that she's just a normal human?
1: For a brief moment there, we see her drop the mask, I guess. I mean... It's only like a panel, but... There's, there's something there.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not totally sure what to make of it. Or at least how to describe my feelings. But we know she's genuinely passionate about magic. But maybe is it... And we've seen that she has no fucking friends. I don't think she knows how to be herself around people anymore.
0: No, because she's scared.
1: Mm-hmm. So she hides herself, putting on a little bit of a character. Once Stan is sitting down, she tries to perform a bending spoon trick, just ends up flicking the spoon into the back of a teacher's head. Um, Stan goes to get another spoon, and um, Gina accidentally spills a bunch of hot sauce into his curry. Um, Instead of apologizing... Just
0: don't say anything.
1: Well, well, she tries to do a magic trick called hypnotism, and she's like, Stan, you're going to think your curry is really spicy. That's how good of a hypnotist I am. And he, you know, he bite. you know, he has sure, a bit, and he's like, no he's like, oh, great, here we go. And he eats the, no, he expects nothing. So when he takes a spoonful of the curry, he's like, holy shit. And she's like, I did it. And he looks at it real suspicious. And he's <laughs> like, if it's not really spicy, you have some. <laughs> okay. So, um, obviously she should be fine to eat it then.
0: Yeah, it's fine.
1: she is not. <laughs> Super sweaty, can't talk properly because her tongue's going numb.
0: Oh, okay!
1: Yeah, it's it's exactly that (laughs) bit.
0: It's fine!
1: Now, because that chapter had that nice moment of reality there, that I'm projecting completely, (laughs) but we do see her not in magic mode. So there is another side to her there. There's something outside of fucking up wearing a top hat (laughs) all the time. Okay?
0: That's that's her her persona.
1: Yeah.
0: A magical persona. Her Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, because we had... A because we had that little glimpse behind the curtain, the next chapter has to lean hard into the other direction of fans. So, Gina tries to hypnotize Stan. Fails. Hypno- he hypnotizes her successfully. So, if you want some fan service, chapter 20 and 21 are the place for you. Um, I do like the text box on the side of that last page saying, her boobs are big because they're filled with her dreams.
0: Aww. Isn't that sweet? Lovely. Yeah. So maybe, th- I, maybe I'll use that one someday right.
1: So after that little So after that super fanservice-y bit With the nudity and, and her being a cat um, We also get a chapter where she botches Working in her uncle's cafe Stan decides to test her anxiety We're trying to work it out See, so she The fact that she couldn't remember Any of the orders At this cafe and just fucked up everything But still spoke to people mm. Is a sign that she can talk to people this isn't a misanthropy problem, All right, She so just has
0: ADHD. It's not her fault.
1: No, I think she's just panicking when she tries to do a magic. Um, so we're trying to work out where her line in the sand is. Okay, see how far she can go before anxiety sort of flares up again. So she tries performing with just a camera. Can't, that that doesn't work? No dice. Um, she can perform in front of a bug. That's right? so a bug can walk it. Yeah, that's fine. And is possible in front of a balloon that looks like an eyeball. Okay. Okay. Um however, not the stain on the on that looks like a face. Right. Alright. And she can't do it in front of Stan wearing a blindfold.
0: What if you draw a face on a balloon?
1: Maybe then. She tries it in front of a cardboard cutout of Stan, and she can pull she pulls it off, she does the thing.
0: Oh that's nice.
1: Yeah. Um, while Stan hides behind the cardboard version of himself and looks through the eye holes like a haunted house painting. Right. Terrifying. Yeah, she does the money cutting trick, and he's like, fuck yeah, and he pushes the cardboard aside and they cheer and laugh that she did it, and she's very happy until she realizes that this is that he was watching from behind the car- cardboard cutout, and then throws up. Yay! She panics the same way Stan <laughs> used to in like the first season of South Park.
0: It's fine.
1: Yeah. Um, so we've reached the one year anniversary of Stan joining this club. Alright, and to celebrate Gina, screws up her rope trick a little and some card tricks and spoils how the gro- glo- the growing ring trick works before actually performing it. Um, then her sister, the homeroom teacher that we talked about earlier, the SA trigger warning character. Um, anyway, she's, um, she doesn't get a name either, but I don't know how to shorten teacher or sister into a person name. Sister. No, that sucks. <laughs> So anyway, she's there to let them know Stan's application for Magic Club got rejected.
0: Oh not? See, Wait, it's been a whole year.
1: So, so the problem is, is that two members does not a club make.
0: Um, technically.
1: Now, it's, it's revealed later, not in these notes, so I'm just talking out my RC. here.
0: I'd like to say that our marriage is a bit of a club. There's only two of us in it.
1: You have cats that pester me and knock over my cans. Um. In one of the later magical advice... We see that there was a club with members, and she was, when she was a freshman. Yeah. And she was definitely not good at it back then either. But at a certain point, all the other club members sort of graduated out, leaving her completely by herself.
0: It was just sad.
1: Yeah. So she's still sort of in the club in a weird way, because it was established when she started. But now Stan can't (coughs) join it because it's a, it's a, it's a dead thing. She's the final remnant. She's the last... She's the last maggot living in a dead fox. Okay? It's late, and I don't have notes for what I'm saying here, so okay. you'll just have to bear with that. Stop looking at me.
0: No.
1: But you know what I mean, though? She's kind of the last little scrap, and they're not accepting additions to prolong the thing.
0: Particularly if it's a one person.
1: Yes. Like, if 20
0: right. kids trying to join me, yeah. but...
1: So yeah, um, that's not happening. So he has to go find a real one. Gina sheds a little tear and gets a little stalker threatening about it. So Stan heads off to see what the other clubs have to offer. Off oh, he goes. He heads into art class, but finds that it's mostly just girls gossiping about fucking manga. Yeah. Which I think in our society, I'm, this might be a little outdated, but I'm sure it'd just be girls talking about Supernatural. No,
0: else, it's just manga. Yeah. I as, even, as someone no. that hangs out in teenage art classrooms quite regularly, it's a lot of demon slayer at the moment.
1: Drags it. Drags it, absolutely. I will say when we were over in Japan, I saw more women with manga than men. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. Especially with all the fan service stuff. That just might be my demographic. <laughs> they might not all be like that. Um, or did
0: they just like the art style, to be honest?
1: I like drawings. Um So yeah, he... he has a look at this class. Not much actually going. The are mostly just chit-chatting. Um, only one girl is actually painting something. He goes over to see what it is, and it's... Um,
0: Giant penis.
1: No, it's Gina painting what might be described as magic club propaganda.
0: <laughs>
1: She's, like, making posters for the club. Nice. So he ducks out, because it's, like, clearly her trying to get his damn attention again. Um, and he finds himself in newspaper club. Oh, yeah. All right school newspaper stuff. So the place is in shambles because it got invaded by a man- a maniac chick with silver hair who's claiming to be a new ve- member and started ripping the newspapers and trying to pour milk in them. Uh,
0: Has it a guess as to who that mom. would be? Your mum. <laughs> okay.
1: So, again, Stan runs for it. The dark quiet of the Fortune Tellers Club is his next stop.
0: Which is weird that the Magic Club is not as popular as the Fortune Tellers Club.
1: A girl reads his fortune and tells him he's destined to join the Magic Club when you know it's fucking Gina again. In fact, she's so efficient in sprinting around the school, she gets invited to run track.
0: Oh, nice. Not him.
1: Shortly after, though, she's brooded for constantly trying to coax the team into joining Magic Club.
0: (laughs) At least she's got, you know, loyalty and passion. She's got
1: goals, that's for sure. But she can run fast, too. Yeah. Stan's impressed. The fact that she can run with... (laughs) <laughs> Such uh, heavy bouncing taking place.
0: Good sports,
1: No. Nah. Good jiggle physics. You know how this shows up. Yeah. So next time uh, we see her, she has two new pet pigeons, claiming they're to fill the void now that he is abandoning her. <laughs>
0: mm.
1: She's intending to breed them, you know, to train some babies, but most of the chapter is just genuine advice on pigeon, and just general bird ownership. That's the thing. This is, Manga goes out of its way to give advice and explain shit pretty thoroughly. Hmm. Um, so the only other pity note I have for my episode here is that they never shut the fuck up. So she remains sleep-deprived until they're comfortable enough to sleep in the class club room. There's a panel of her just, like, sitting in her room just wide awake while they just jibber-jab in a little, you know, spades hearts clubs and diamonds pajamas oh. so despite no longer being an active club the assistant is still hanging out with his magician senpai well she
0: uh, won't really leave him alone yeah I assume, have a lot of yeah, choice
1: if he goes anywhere she'll find him so she's trying to nail this trick where you blow a balloon up inside a balloon and only pop the top one so it looks like a <laughs> quick color swap nice okay and they explain how that works because the book's very dark Trouble is, aside from her base level incompetence and ability to turn any situation into the bit at the start of an ex hamster video that I would normally skip past, she has globophobia.
0: Is that the sound when a balloon goes pop?
1: It's just a pop. It's just balloons. Just in general, because you're afraid they're going to pop. There's a level of tension and anxiety when you see a balloon because at any moment it could, you know, explode. Feel free to put a jump scare sound effect of a balloon popping into the episode if you like. But yeah, it's that. (laughs) Haha, <laughs> you fucked that up.
0: I have nails, they're long.
1: Well, I can't do that anymore because I have a lip ring. Turns out that that's a side effect of lip piercing. So you can't do, like, any cool popping noises with your lips.
0: Nah, my nails are too hard. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't playing knifey-forky cool. on air, buddy.
1: Listeners, I offered her a finger she didn't want. <laughs>
0: that's what she said.
1: <laughs> Alright, so, we... <coughs> So, the fact that they could blow at any moment scares the shit out of her, and there are a few moments, uh, there's a few more balloon gags, and I do love her trying over and over again to do the trick where you put the skewer through the thick ends of the balloon, and she's just, like, crying and sobbing <laughs> as she's doing it, because she's so fucking afraid. Oh, this poor kid. She's trying so hard all the time. Just to no avail. She's me trying to do one of those goddamn, uh, what are they called? Not Marley Spoon, the other guy. Hello Fresh. We're not sponsored by them. I am terrible at cooking.
0: (laughs) We've also done both.
1: If each of your six steps are like 20 steps, fuck you. You're asking a lot of me. Alright, so, again, she gets stuck on her... After she gets stuck on her train with magnets that she had in her school bag. (laughs) She was going to do magic with those and got stuck to the train's railing. Nice. Okay. So, the little dingus' next trick is to hide in the box from the first volume, and then Lee out and surprise Stan when he comes in after class. Alright, so she gets in the box, she's getting ready. He comes in and immediately says, stop the box. Thinking that she's gone home and left all of her shit out. So he's complaining about her a little bit. Um, he also says that she's dumb and bad at magic. Rude. That, and she hears this, but miss hears him saying that her pet, the ferret thingy Baffer met, is cute, and she thinks he is talking about her. Oh. He compliments her so- it's soft, silky fur. I mean, hair. He says hair. Hey. Um, how soft it is. Um, And he says he loves that thing.
0: Aww. Squishmallows.
1: She panics about this mistaken miscommunication. Communi- I wrote that. That's a good announcement.
0: Miscommunication. Enunci- yeah, it's
1: a good one of those comic things where the two words have the same starting letter, but then I fucked it up. And after a while, she dives out of the box and frantically apologizes for accidentally eavesdropping and how she assumed he would prefer someone normal. Again, a hint at her feelings and confidence in herself. Yes. Yeah, the fact that she refers to people of... as normal. You know? Um, and how right now she wants to focus on keeping Magic Club alive and that's too important to worry about dating. Um. He's confused. No, but while is panic, she was in the box panicking about this whole crush thing. He had tidied the room and gone home, assuming she'd already left. Mm. So when she dives out to apologize, it's to an empty room. Okay. So she thinks he likes it, but then she feels bad because she's a she's a freak. More or less.
0: I'm all freak.
1: It's creepy, sweetheart.
0: I'm all weirdo. Yeah. So she
1: goes home and listens to Radiohead. Um, the final day of Magic Club is one for the fan service fans. You know, she gets in the box and they poke the swords into it. Mm-hmm. You know, upskirts, her skirt—I mean, her shirt gets cut up. Um, I think that was in the opening credits.
0: Yeah, I the remember episode. that one. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure once the chapter ends, she goes home and things get more somber for her because that was it. You know, that was her last day with Assistant. The opening for the next chapter does have a lot of that somberness to it when you sort of carry a lot of uh, pessimism in your very soul. So she nails her welcome to the world of magic opening that we saw in the first chapter. You know, The pigeons behave and fly in and out of the hat. She doesn't cut up the cash and it's all going perfect until the part of the routine where she has the assistant tie her up in the rope Mm. and we see her POV of the empty room and it's a big enough... Panel pacing in comic books and manga. If it's a big panel, you assume it's a long one. You know what I mean? Like, it's a page ratio thing. And it's a big picture of an empty room. Yeah. So there is, like, a very long moment of just emptiness right there. If you read it that way. Yeah. That's how it feels. It's a very sad, lonely moment until Stan knocks on the side door. So he made a deal with the chemistry club leader. He is in chemistry club, Mm -hmm. but he's just going to go through the side sort of door because they're the two classrooms next to each other. So she can still have a friend. So with that cleared up, we skip ahead to the weekend. Gina has something important to tell Stan, so he has to visit her house. Obviously, they're going to talk about his feelings towards her and stuff, and they're going to deal with that. He begins with the cliche nerves that we've seen in My Dress Up Darling recently, Homie can't communicate. The whole boy going into a girl's bedroom for the first time bit. Yeah. You know that one?
0: That's terrifying.
1: Yeah. So, um we see that in a lot of daily life sort of animes. Until he sees her messy ass room with magician posters and bird cages and cards all over the fucking thing. Which checks it out. It's not exactly the intimate setting he was imagining <laughs> So she gives him a drink, um, she gives him cookies, but every one of them has a bite taken out to prove that they're okay, after he bit that fucking key earlier.
0: And the chili.
1: She she can't be trusted with food. That's why all the cookies are half-eaten, and he's like, no, she hands them to him, and he's like, what did you do? And she's like, nothing, see? And then, like, it cuts to them, and they're all just, like, broken and half-eaten. She's like, see, they're safe. Mmm. Now you've, now you've ruined all now of Now
0: you've slumped on <laughs> all of these. Yeah.
1: Um. So she wants to talk about the love conversation he had with himself that she heard, you know. She she winds herself, sorry, she winds herself with a spring-loaded wand. Oh, nice. Like she's sort of moving it off the table and it pops. Goes off. Yeah, straight to her fucking gut. And, you know, she can't breathe and starts to panic and ends up talking her way out of the topic. Um, and making it about magic tricks instead. She ends up doing the one of those missing handkerchief tricks with a pile of handkerchiefs, but by her and because her room's a fucking mess there, are underwear. Oh. So he's got a handful of her panties. And at that point, things can't get any fucking worse anyway. So she does a fuck it and cries out that she accepts his feelings. He doesn't know what she's talking about. So they clear up that... <laughs> Yeah. That awkward moment, um, and then the chapter ends with her that <laughs> night just sobbing with abandonment in her little playing card pajamas Aww. by herself again. Aww. And that's the first two volumes of this uh, book.
0: It's just it's
1: It's cute She's that she accepted escaping. his feelings, but and then you know obviously it's like, huh? Uh-huh. She's like, I'm, I'm I'm willing to do the whole. I'm willing to skip over the whole they weren't they crap. And he's like, huh? And then, oh, oh, this poor kid. <laughs> See, I feel bad for her constantly.
0: She's trying.
1: Mm. Do you have any more thoughts so far? Because this will be our, um, our jumping off point. And we will continue it throughout the year. Kind of like how we did Mr. Miracle. Spaced it out. Yeah.
0: It's
1: kind of fun. like how we do fucking Venture Bros. Cause we're always back in, backing middle. On yeah. But those, episodes, oh, those later seasons, they get complicated. It's hard to write down.
0: Yeah. We hmm. haven't even finished those yet.
1: Nope.
0: Can't up to season four. Yeah, we're
1: trucking along. But how, uh, how do it's, you feel?
0: It, it's... We're it's, trying.
1: Am I making a compelling case?
0: Um, yes.
1: I don't think I'm projecting too bad, because I feel like it's there. It's just spaced out.
0: Yeah. So you, you have to be along for the ride to put it together.
1: It's, I always show up to, like, funny fanservice-y stuff because I find it to be kind of a goof. But I always really appreciate when there's more to it. Like, Senran Karga is always my point of call for reference there because it's boobs and it's stupid. And at one point in the Water Gun Festival, they had a panty-eating contest. But the gameplay on that solid as a fucking rock. All the characters have pretty decent you backstories. Put it into VR. It's creepy in VR, but that doesn't do it. That doesn't affect how well built the game engine is on this. Like I like to play them.
0: Look, it's the same argument. I, we show, have I with, come for um, the boobs,
1: but there needs to be a reason for me to stick around.
0: It's the same argument we have with Hmm. Stupid premise. That's
1: fucking so dumb.
0: But such a great show yeah. and book.
1: They're all such sweet women's. That show would be good for feminism if people could see past that they're just slapping each other's asses with their asses. Yeah. That's how I feel about this, too. Like, there is a lot of, help me step, bro, I'm stuck in a washing machine, to her character. But there's a but, lot more... But in the
0: most naive of ways. Right.
1: There, there is dumb porn tip of iceberg, and then there's the rest of the iceberg, and that's the... Fuck, I can't do this. I want to do it so bad. I'm never going to fucking nail this shit. I'm never going to have a fucking friend. I'm a terrible person. Not as a bad person. I'm just terrible at being a person.
0: I need an adult, here, adult.
1: I need an adult, but my older sister- I don't even know if I have parents. But my older sister fucking sucks. You and she bullies me with tits.
0: But you don't even have a name.
1: No one cares to know what my fucking name is. Like- do you see what I mean? Though there's so much projected misery on this fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, poor thing. Poor guy.
0: Well, and let's then, announce next know, week when we. You know what's even like?
1: You know what even just strikes the same nerve? The fact that like it got an anime adaptation. Magical Senpai had one, and then a bigoted grey-haired
0: magical
1: not even magic, just a high school student. Came out was way more popular, and is getting a second season now. It's like, oh man, this she can't catch a fucking break at all. Not even
0: she's so close. Not even as a
1: publication IP, like as as a character, she's fucked. (laughs) Poor thing, man. So yeah, we're 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 showing our support this year. So um, stay tuned and subscribe because at some point we will continue this uh, little adventure. Yeah, and because. We're leaving it open-ended. I don't have a homework question. Really? Do you have a favourite magician?
0: The homework is, go and read.
1: Yeah, read a read a book that has, like, silly, pervy stuff this, on the cover, because it might be good. This
0: is your yearly assessment. We will be grading you at the end of the year.
1: <sighs> yeah. Embrace the bulls, because who knows? There might be... You know, what's, you know what's beneath titties? Heart. Mess. Heart's under there. Dreams. <laughs> no that's what's in there <laughs> but yeah I hope this was episode was okay I hope you didn't come here hoping for just us to talk about like all the boobies and stuff <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for listening at any rate I've been your host Toby Paula. I've been joined by producer Kaya and remember if you like something you don't have to be good at it as long as it makes you happy and fletching your boat doesn't have to be a sick boat it can, be a, it can be a raft made out of a mattress for all I care, as long as it makes you happy.
0: That's not going to for very long. Oh, well,
1: then... You know what I mean, though?
0: Yeah. I'm out of metaphors. I'm tired. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: Have a great time. And we will see you next week. Class dismissed.